Welcome to the School of Calisthenics podcast with your hosts, Tim and Jacko. We're back and with another fantastic guest who we have actually had on before and I am excited, Timbo, about this one. You are in for an absolute treat. It is an essential to have your notebook at the ready. You might even want to listen to this one twice. It's Scott Rumson, a.k.a. Uh, the.brain.guy um, and he is going to... Uh, blow our minds, take us to a higher uh, level of consciousness, purpose, mindfulness, and all of the mindnesses. <laughs> yeah, this is a real one, which is going to take some digesting, and there's, but there's some real value in it, as, as ever, with the conversations with Scott. Um, so as Jacko says, just let this one kind of, I'm going to say marinade with you. For yes. a bit. Great um, word. And just, yeah, just take it on board and, and let it sit and chew it over and, and um, try not to let this this one be something which you listen to, you park it and you look for your next piece of content because I think this one really speaks to our speaks to our soul, as Scott mentions, and, and mm. talks about this purpose in life. And, and the original conversation we had with Scott was all about kind of fixing broken stuff. Now, this is all about how we want to move forwards and then just get a better enjoyment and experience in life. And we all want that. Everybody wants that. And we all want that for each other. So we hope you enjoy this one. There's some, some real value in it. And it's a, it's, yeah, it's a deep and meaningful which Jack and I love a little bit of that we always do yeah. and up leveling up leveling ourselves our minds and our experiences and if you're wanting to up level your training Timbo people might want to get themselves involved in the virtual classroom if they haven't yet correct very, very true. Um, we've got all the training programs in there that you could possibly want to get started with your calisthenics training and even progress into more specific movements, which Scott talks about. It's a great job of actually taking a conversation <laughs> which is not about calisthenics and actually shoehorning some calisthenics in. But he's, as he says right towards the end of the podcast, what you're doing in calisthenics is such a, an amazing um, neural process of directing your attention towards a movement, teaching yourself a new skill, creating more neural wiring. Like We can do it through thought, but we just as well, it's probably even better if we can do it through movement as well and, and just invest and using this amazing piece of equipment that you have at your disposal, your brain, to teach yourself to move a new way, what is not to like about that? Yeah. And you can get all of those programs in the virtual classroom designed by Jack and I, which are going to help you and show you exactly how to redefine your impossible and do something very exciting. Yeah, it's going to make you're going to move better, you're going to get strong, we're going to have some fun doing it. So that's, I would say, that ticks a few more boxes than just thinking about it. There's a lot of brain boxes and a lot of physical boxes, and you might get some muscles at the same time. So basically, it doesn't like muscles. It's the perfect training solution. We'll leave you with that one. Sit back and enjoy Scott Robinson, a.k.a. The Brain Guy, blowing your brain on the School of Calcium's podcast. Roll that jingle. All right, well, it's one of those exciting occasions where somebody gets invited back for a second podcast. It's not me. It's not Jacko. We're super excited to get Scott Robinson, the brain guy, back onto the podcast for a second round. Scott, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. Feeling pretty special to be here. Thank you. Well, it is, an, it is a privilege. Just if, <laughs> if someone's jumped in, we're going to give this podcast a sexy title, which we haven't decided yet because we'll, we'll base it on the discussion, but it's going to be about leveling up brain performance. So it might be that someone looks at this one in our list of library of podcasts and thinks, that is me. And they might not have heard part one. So just give us a succinct um, 
summary again of who you are, what you do, what you're about, and then we're going to dive into how we can upgrade our brain's performance. Fantastic. Okay, so my name is Scott Robinson. I am known as the Brain Guy on Instagram and Facebook. I am an applied movement urology master practitioner and senior lecturer, creator of NeuroFlexibility. I work with all manner of individuals. Basically, the basic qualification to do work with me is anybody who has a brain. Essentially, if you've got one of those, we can work with you. Uh, I, I have, I've got one incredibly special individual who's only got half a brain, has had half a brain removed, and that's been an unbelievable and amazing journey. Uh, but essentially, what I do is very holistic in nature because essentially the brain does so much, it governs all of our functions. So when you kind of say that you specialise in the brain, well, the brain does kind of everything. So there's really not a lot that we can't affect in really deep, profound and positive ways. So how I got into this game was through healing dysfunction, uh, specifically movement dysfunction, and then that branched on into the autonomics and it branched on into emotions, uh, and then from there it branched on into subconscious mind and belief, and then, and then it continued into upgrading and up-leveling the mind and essentially building more amazing human beings. And, and that's been an incredible journey. So that's kind of what we're here to talk about and share today. I love that. Um, if anyone's jumped in at this one as the first time you listen to one of the podcasts with Scott, if you want to sort of delve into a little bit more around some of the nuts and bolts of, the, of this kind of foundations and the, the, we talked about stress and pain management and all that kind of what basically happens to the systems not operating optimally, that's all kind of covered in part one. Part two, we're going to go and dive into a little bit of, as I said, this is upgrading and leveling up. And one thing I want to get your, your thoughts on, on Scott, and this is probably a, it could be a, a fairly lengthy discussion because it's a big subject. When we talk about up-leveling the mind, something that you talk about is around connecting with purpose. And, mm. I, and I think that is one of the most profound things that we as individuals can do is to start to connect and understand what our own purpose is. Where do we start with that and why is it important? Okay. So first thing I think to acknowledge is that different people have different metaphysical re realities. And so uh, some people have a metaphysical reality where they believe that they are part of a greater consciousness and everybody has a purpose within that. And um, they're here and there's multiple lives and they reincarnate and there's a different pur purpose in each lifetime. Other people believe that there's only one lifetime and you just, you're here and you make the most of it. Wherever you happen to be in that, in that continuum, purpose still fits within that and essentially when you find your purpose then yes everything tends to go into flow now your purpose is your highest values your highest values are what is kind of is what are most important to you your highest values are made up uh, are formed by the collection of subconscious beliefs that you hold in your subconscious mind so when you are living a life that is congruent with your highest highest values and as such, you are executing your purpose, then you become effortlessly inspired because what you're doing every day, the, the, the activities that you're participating in and what you're working towards is that which kind of ignites a, a spark in your soul, so to speak, or it literally, it, 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 it brings all of your cells into resonance because what you're doing is absolutely perfect for you. So when you're living a life that's congruent with your highest purpose you're, and you're living true to your highest values, then we tend to go into flow. Life, life gets easy. Now, something that's really important to cover is from a healing perspective, everybody, and I think whatever your metaphysical reality, most people will 
tend to agree that they're here and they have a purpose. There's something that you're here to do. There's something that, you know, and, and a lot of people are spending a, a, a lot of years looking for it, trying to connect with it, and it's difficult to connect with. And I think this is a really key point to, to cover is that you have a life purpose and that's what everybody is kind of familiar with as a concept and what most people are looking for, searching for, um, and the reason that they're aware that they haven't connected with their purpose because they're, they're still experiencing a level of resistance in their life uh, because when you're not living true to your purpose, then we experience more resistance. But the main reason, certainly in my experience, why people struggle to connect with their purpose is that you also have a life task and your life task is your life task of healing. And that is it, we each have a wound. We've, we've all got wounds from childhood or throughout our life that we that need to heal. And essentially we're here to heal those wounds and when you heal those wounds in yourself then you kind of know how to heal them in others and you can kind of go out and you can be of service to humanity and you can you can do wonderful things and sort of upgrade upgrade human consciousness you can you can make a positive contribution to the world so a really simple way of looking at it is that you have your life purpose which is what you're here to do you have your life task which is what you're here to heal and you can't go out into the world and clean it up out there executing your purpose if you haven't cleaned it up at home first and that's healing what you've got within so when people talk about embarking on a healing journey or making themselves whole essentially that's what you need to do you need to heal the wounds that you have make yourself whole basically put yourself in the, the best possible physical and emotional state and then at that point you can connect with purpose and it becomes far more effortless uh, if you do, if you don't do that you'll experience far more of that resistance and that's when it's it's just it feels frustrating for people and it's difficult to connect with um, so let me just jump in the, before the, the mind is already starting to get uh, blown which is what I was expecting so I'm glad um, out of the gate early. Uh, yeah if anyone's a bit like whoa it's like well you can go and have your mind blown in part one first if you're using the links will be in the show notes for that as Tim mentioned but uh, for I just like I just want to um, sort of recognise one thing about the, the purpose before you can give us some tips and some help on like how do we mm. like recognise that and find that within ourselves that for I agree with you that everyone like has that sense of purpose, but I think that in for a lot of people in this current day and age, it's masked so much that I would suggest some people and there'll be people that this will resonate with that are listening that they don't actually think about it mm. because it's a little bit too much to think about. So ultimately, I just fill my entire day from when I wake up to when I go to bed with stuff. And I actually don't give the brain and my mind time to even ponder what some of these things may be. Um, so I think just like wanting to highlight that if that's if that's you listening, like the to start with the encouragement is just like give yourself some space. Well, Scott, you can tell us if that's this is. I'm just imagining that giving yourself some space to allow that to to be pondered. Um, yeah, is that is yeah. that a starting point for some people if they're like right at the beginning? Absolutely. So I think something to acknowledge. First things first is that humanity, greater humanity, is under a huge amount of stress. And especially at the moment with what's going mm. on uh, with the, the current health crisis around the world and people yeah. in lockdown and all of that sort of stuff, sort of, and a bunch of words that hold frequency that I try not to mention too often um, because they create stress responses and I'm not looking to try and add to that wherever I can, wherever possible. So people are under a level of stress and I think that's basically what happens when we live in modern society is that modern society is set up that we have these stresses and they're sustained you know, we evolved to run away from predators. We evolved with stresses that were meant to really, that, you know, we evolved literally to try and keep ourselves safe from 
stresses and survive stresses that were only really going to last a matter of minutes, maybe hours, and then our stress response could sort of could normalise and we could return to homeostasis. The stresses that we experience these days when you get given a deadline for a massive project at work and, and that deadline is six months away and, and you're just going to be under the pump for the next six months and, you, and you're worried you might lose your job yeah. or you might not get your bonus for that amount of time and there's pressure, your, your body is executing special biological programs which is making cells express themselves at a faster rate and then cells are dying at a faster rate and you're sort of you're chewing through all your stem cells at, at, at a faster rate um, and essentially we're, 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 tissues are breaking down, we're not healing as fast as we possibly could uh, and we're not designed for that. We're not designed to to, to live under those, that level of sustained stress. Now, we are incredibly adaptable, and we were just talking about this early, earlier with, with epigenetics. We've got this incredible pool of, of genes to be able to draw on and, and, and adapt to, to stresses. The human organism is, is one of the most adaptable organisms on the, on the planet. But, again, we need to acknowledge that because of that level of stress, a huge amount of people are just existing. You know, you just do what you need to to make ends meet, get through the day, you know, make sure make sure that there's a roof over your head, your family's fed, you know, and then I can watch TV, have a beer, collapse into bed, get up, do it again tomorrow. And, you know, and, and I think that's probably, that's somewhere close to explaining reality for a lot of people. So when you talk about connecting to purpose or even if you talk about something like, you know, we can talk about, say, a global crisis like like climate change, I think for a lot of people when you're under stress, the stress that you've got in your own life is just is, is more than enough to, to have to deal with. Yeah. But when you say, hey, there's this global thing that we should worry about, people say, oh, you know what? Leave that to the next generation. Like, I just, I can't even deal with that right now. Um, and Scott, were you saying, were you saying before, um, and you've not said it again, and I can, I can guess what some of the words might be, they're like, literally, because you know those words will promote a stress response, you won't even mention certain things. Yeah, I, I, attempt, I attempt not to. We can talk about it other ways. There's, so within, so within mm. the current situation, just to explain this, so I do stress transformations with people, which is where the reason you experience stress is because in your subconscious mind, the beliefs that you hold create shape and create, shape, and form your perceptions. So when you experience sensory stimuli, let's say if you, if you see a tiger and you look at that tiger and you just, you, your subconscious belief is that tiger is going to eat me, well, that's, gonna, that's going to produce a stress response, you know, and so that's a fight or flight response. If, if you're a small child and you don't know that that is a predatory animal, you, you look at it and you think you've seen it, you know, you recognise it as a pussycat, it's, you don't experience a stress response because you don't have that, that perception, you don't have that subconscious belief. So it's our, it's our subconscious beliefs which create the perceptions and it's the perceptions which then, uh, which then make us perceive stresses. Now, words carry frequency. So when I go and transform stress for people, one of the things that we're often transforming is the frequency within words. And interestingly enough, there was, and I've spoken about this before, there was a, there was a, a goodwill kind of campaign on TV here in Australia about the current situation. And there was a bunch of celebrities and a bunch of people um, all on TV saying, come on, guys, we're all in this together. And they were just looking like, you know, it's we're all doing it tough, life's hard, you know, we're pulling together, we're all doing this together. And, and funnily enough, when I would do stress responses, do stress transformations with people here in Australia, probably 60 to 70% of the time, words that would come up would be, we're all in this together. So it was a really well-meaning campaign that I think probably had, for the most part, the opposite effect to, what the, to that which they were intending because 
people were associating the stress that they're experiencing with those words. And so when they're hearing those words, we're all in this together, they're experiencing stress. Um, so really well-meaning, but mm. really poorly executed, I would say. So for that reason, I just, I just mm. try not to yeah. add to that frequency. I think this is, it, it's, um, as Jacko mentioned, if, if someone's starting out at this point, and I think it, there's, for a lot of people, and I put myself in this category at the moment, just as probably for a number of different things changing in, in my world right now, um, if you asked me what my purpose was, I wouldn't have a crystal clear answer for you at the moment. Mm. And I think it's, it's something I've been trying to work through the different projects and thinking about visions and missions and that sort of stuff. And it's difficult to really, really sort of nail it, nail it down. And it's, um, I've got a couple of friends that are, are sort of qualified coaches and, and I mean sort of business and um, executive coaching type um, roles. And, and when I speak to them about it, it's just that constant questioning of going deeper, go deeper, go deeper. And it's actually, it's, it's hard to point. Like, I just don't know what, and, and, <laughs> and, and you, you come out of it, but it's not a comfortable place to go to. So how can people sort of start this process, Scott? And I, and I think this is, this is, is a really valuable th- exercise. I'm sure to do of starting to really define what your purpose is, because when everything else, and you've got chaos going on in the world and everything else is kind of out of your control, if you know what your purpose is, you've got a core set mm. Of, mm. of values, vision, mission, whatever you want to kind of like label that down to, this is what I'm about and I'm going to make my decisions and my, choose my responses and my behavior based on my worldview, my purpose, my task and role in the world. So how do, how do we begin? What's the, a good starting point? Okay, I'll give you two methods. So the classic one that has probably been probably been used for decades uh, in, in a healing space is people will say connect with the inner child. So when you connect with the inner child, the inner child knows. So the inner child knows kind of the truth of who you are. The truth of who you are is kind of right at the core of your being. And that's who you are before you get exposed to our society, our civilizations, sort of the soup of limiting beliefs that I, I tell people that we're, you know, we're swimming around in. So uh, humanity has, we, we literally just walk around in this soup of limiting beliefs. You know, we get told that life is hard and, you know, and, and you know, there's ill health ahead in middle age and beyond and nobody's perfect, nothing's perfect. If, if, if something looks too good to be true, it probably is. Uh, all of those things and the more you stay in this space, you get really good at spotting those, those limitations, the way that people hold limitations really close to their heart. Now, little kids just don't have that. So if you go back to what you when you're a little kid and what just absolute, absolutely lit a fire in your soul, just playing, that feeling will connect you with kind of the truth of who you are. What you wanted to be when you were a little kid and the interesting thing is it's, it'll be a child's language. It's a child's consciousness's understanding of what they think they want to be, but you can interpret it as an adult and the message will be really clear. So I can just give you my own story really quickly, which may make sense or may give it a context for you. When I was a little kid, I can remember really clearly being three years old, being at kindergarten and talking with my mates and feeling an incredible emotional conflict because everybody was talking about what they wanted to be when they grew up. And I was so conflicted because I couldn't decide whether I wanted to be a fireman, an ambulance man, or a, or a policeman. And I remember the language exactly like that. And it was, <laughs> and the thing that I remember was the reason I was so conflicted was not because you know I couldn't decide which emergency ser- services worker had the brightest siren. It was I couldn't work out which one of them saved people better. 
And I couldn't work out. I remember thinking that, you know, the ambulance man, I mean, geez, people are sick and he goes and takes them to hospital and saves their life. That's pretty good. But then the fireman's got, geez, he's got a hose and a ladder and he pulls people out of burning buildings. Like, that's pretty, you know, oh, how do you compete with that? But then the policeman's got a gun and he kicks the door down and he saves people from robbers. And, oh, like, I just, oh, I, I was so conflicted. But then funnily enough, you know, I find myself in this healing space and it's just yeah. absolutely me, you know, trying to help people save people. Um, and, and so it was a child consciousness understanding of what my true purpose really was going to be. So one way to do it is go back, connect with the inner child. The way you connect with the inner child is through play and through doing the things that you used to love when you're a little kid. And then when you're there and you're in that space and you're starting to connect with those same emotions, then you can start to connect with that level of mind. And, it, and for nearly everybody that does it, you can, you can find yourself remembering like, oh, that's right, I want it to be whatever it was. So that's one way to go about it can be very effective. Some people that, for some people that may, may feel really challenging. There's another guy who's by the name of Dr. John Demartini, who's a, calls himself a human, human behavioral specialist. And he has a website, which you can go on. So it's better if you go to the website and just use his free tool rather than just doing what I've told you about. So it's drdemartini.com. You could probably put that link in the show notes at yeah, the we'll end. Put it, yeah. Yeah. But he has what he, what he calls a a value determinant calculator. So you go and determine your values. And so what he talks about with, uh, with your highest values is when you know what your highest values are and you have that hierarchy of values very clear, then that literally gives you and tells you what your purpose is. And he talks about this a lot, that there's absolute, and I, and I 100% agree, that he says your values, your hierarchy of values is absolutely unique. There's no two individuals on the planet that have the same hierarchy and same set of values. It says they're, they're fingerprint specific or they're retinal pattern specific. So, and a really easy way to, to find out what your, what your highest values are is you look around what's in your space. So you look around, what do you keep at home? What's most important to you? Because the books that are most important to you will be out within reach. The, the sporting equipment that you really like to that you like to use kind of tells you what activities that you like to do and you keep those kind of close by. You know, the photos of the people that are most important to you, you generally tend to keep, you know, in, in, within eyesight. And so the things that are in your space will tell you how much time you're dedicating to those different areas of life. And then when you look at those areas of life and you can see where you're effortlessly kind of gravitating, that tells you what's most important to you. And then the amazing thing is that we're all doing it you're already kind of living towards those values and understanding what those values are and you're gravitating towards them. But when we're unconscious about it, we're not directing our energy into those spaces. And what I've found with people is that when you point that out to them and when you allow them to be clear about what their highest values are and the spaces where, the, where they really want to be gravitating towards, well, then they start to direct their energy into those spaces and then that's when life starts to get more effortless. And so you start to understand the things that you really, truly want to do. And then you can, that, that will push you towards a, a purpose. Um, it's a really, really simple and amazing way to go. Something that I see, and this is really clear in the work that I do, in the work that I do, a huge part of it is getting people clearer with the truth of who they are. And something that I have to kind of prep clients on after they've done their first session is that life generally, you know, you up, we up-level the subconscious mind, you know, their, their, their experience of life gets way more effortless, far more easy, uh, and everything feels light. 
And then after a little while, the way I describe it is it's like you've changed altitude. You're flying, your life's all of a sudden flying at a much higher altitude because you're, you are more connected to the truth of who you are. You're more connected to that purpose. And initially, because it's novel, everything feels light. You're at that higher altitude. It's, it's wonderful. There's, a, there's a, a, a better view from up, from up higher. But once that novelty wears off, you begin to become, become aware of the turbulence that's up there at that new altitude that you could never have been aware of before when you were down at the old altitude. And what that turbulence actually is, is it's you being more acutely aware of the things in your life that run incongruent to your highest values. And those things are already there in your life now and they're probably causing you a level of stress. But because if you're not clear about the truth of who you are and you're not clear about the truth of your highest values or the hierarchy of your highest values, then those stresses will be there, but they won't be clear. They'll just be ambiguous. They'll be a bit hazy and you just kind of feel a general level of resistance or you just have a general sense that life's just not all that it possibly could be. You know, when am I going to connect with that higher level of purpose and have life get easier? So what happens for the people that I see is when they experience that stress, then they're more acutely aware of the things or the people in their life that just don't fit. And then they start to gravitate away from them. And then sometimes they're making conscious choices to just remove things from their life because they're clearer about those things that just don't fit. Um, and so it's just a really interesting thing. The clearer you get, then the more you can direct your energy. And again, where it's the same with the brain, where your, where your attention goes, your energy flows. So you place your attention on those areas of your life um, that actually fit with the truth of who you are. And you direct your energy there. You direct your energy there and you start to build and create wonderful things in your life in those spaces. And it just, it feels wonderful and effortless. Great. And, and I guess if you, if people are, you mentioned back at the beginning at the top of the conversation around flow states as well, that, that would be something that people mm-hmm. could potentially use to start to kind of drill down into if they don't know, like, I mean, I guess purpose can change over time as, mm. as, as life evolves and, and shifts. I mean, there's this, I guess I've got a couple of questions really in, in that does purpose change? And then say, for example, I, I feel like my purpose has changed since I've had a family because it's not such a selfish uh, endeavor anymore. There's, there's a bigger conversation, but it, is that is that right? Or does my purpose in the world actually not change because I've got a family and, and just to go, your purpose in life is now to provide for your family. Well, that puts me back in the box of striving and the stress of, providing for my family rather than going these are the things I find my flow state in this is what I'm going to do and a a friend of mine again had mentioned around like vision and and purpose it almost doesn't matter what industry you apply that in because it's 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 deeper than that it's like say for example Mm. I enjoy communication so purpose is to communicate messages or whatever it might be it doesn't really matter what the subject matter is it's Mm. doing something which brings me that deep level of, of fulfillment absolutely i don't know what the question is in that but is there some truth to, <laughs> to that okay. can you interpret what i was saying please scott so i would go back to I would it's, go, it's one of those counseling sessions scott yeah, where we get right. guests on you you sort my mind out i leave a better person Fantastic. if other people benefit then that's probably secondary excellent leave the money on the fridge um so is this, i mean is this is is uh, are we actually jacko quiet please you're going a minute <laughs> <laughs> this isn't actually a podcast. But we'll do the podcast later. <laughs> I would go, I'd go back to what you're talking about with flow. So let's touch on that really quickly. So if you're experiencing stress, so we're talking about stress earlier, if, you, if, you're, if you're experiencing stress in your life, you could look at stress like white noise in the system. So if you have like static noise going on in the system, imagine in your, within your nervous system, within your brain, there's a low level of just white noise going on. 
that's going to make it pretty difficult for the brain to, to communicate coherently. And so when we talk about if that, that's kind of incongruent to a flow state. So if we can remove stress and just allow the brain to communicate perfectly and allow things to slow down, slow down, if we can have full and complete access to the conscious mind, which we lose when we are stressed. So when we, when literally, as soon as we start to experience distress, blood gets shunted to the brainstem and we get, we get pushed out of the conscious mind and back towards the most primitive part of the brain. And we just become more reflexive where it's the, it's the reptilian part of the brain. It's the most ancient part of the brain. And it's, you could call it the, we're, we're more animalistic in our, in our decisions, in our choices, in our behaviors, in our, our uh, emotional reactions. So if we can remove stress, then you're a chance to be in that flow state. And then if you can connect with that level of purpose, and yes, your purpose will evolve throughout the course of your lifetime. So again, if I go back to myself, when I was, when I was younger, I was an athlete. I was a full-time athlete. And, and I thought that was what, I thought that's what life was all about. I thought that was absolutely who I was. That was my identity. I absolutely lived just to be an athlete. I was traveling around the world. And, you know, if, if I had to cut my pinky toe off to be a better chance to win medals, I probably would have done it. You know, it just meant, it meant everything to me. And, you know, it was a huge identity crisis when I, I remember the night that I retired, I just, I, I thought, who am I going to be? I, I don't even know who I am. And funnily enough, as your purpose evolves, I look at myself now in this space and there's a level of dedication that's been required to, read medical journals, read textbooks, study, learn, and just absorb as much as you can. And all of those years being an athlete and learning how to, how to maintain an athlete's mindset and a level of dedication, a level of focus, all, I use all of that every single day. All of that purpose that I, that I lived for so long was preparing me for this purpose that I'm living now. And so, yes, 100% it will evolve. And then although this feels like the be-all and end-all to me right now, I don't know what it'll be in 10 years time. I don't know what it'll be in five years time. And one way of looking at it is most people, and they've done surveys, surveys on this, so it's pretty, I feel reasonably comfortable to throw it out there, that most people believe they have a soul. So if you have a soul, then the soul is eternal. Okay, so if the soul is eternal, literally it's been around forever, it's going to be around forever. When you talk about destiny and purpose, we talk about our purpose as kind of a, like a, a final goal, if you think there's some level of your consciousness that is eternal, then having a destiny doesn't really make sense because what are you going to do when you get there? I mean, if you're eternal, you're going to keep going. So there's, there's, it's, it's like there's no, there's no set goal. There's no set destiny. There's just a journey and that journey is going to evolve and we're here and you just, you continue learning, you continue growing and, and you allow it to, to evolve and you don't get too attached to, you know, the purpose that you're in, you, you live it wholeheartedly and you get, you extract every ounce of joy and fulfillment and learning out of it. And then when it's time to evolve and move on, well, then that opportunity will present itself. So I think the whole, the whole purpose thing, um, there's a level of relaxation about it. It's just understanding that, you know, we can live it and you can get absolutely, you can have an, an amazing life. You can have the most fulfilling life when you connect with it. Uh, but it won't be the be all end all. It, it, it will evolve as, you know, as you grow. Yeah, I love that. I lo There's a couple of things there before we maybe even just blow ourselves out of the water completely. We're talking about some more <laughs> uh, super consciousness and that sort of thing. But um, the fact that I resonate and I know and I've worked with a number of athletes where it's the same thing of that, like our identity being wrapped up in what we do. And therefore, when that finishes, it's like, wow. 
yeah, it's like whoa, and you see yeah. that it, it, all through our, all sorts of sports and everything. And it will be the same for people with careers when they retire from their career if if their identity's been wrapped up in that. And the, the thing I always find interesting about sports people is, you know, unless you're playing something like golf or snooker but that you can play until you like, you know, you can play golf till you're seventy, no problem. Yeah. Like, whereas like why is it I knew we all know when we're doing something like rugby or football or whatever, it's going to be 30s or some early 30s something like that like unless you're unlucky and it's an injury or whatever um, and I had a bit of both of those but um, yeah, it shouldn't necessarily come as surprise but we don't look far enough ahead but the, the and so that really resonates with me and there's the thing about what you explained there for me took out the element of like time and rushing so if this, if we've got an element of this, it's like going on forever, then it takes away that question of like, mm. you know, let's bring it into like a calisthenics thing. How long is it going to take me to learn to do my handstand? Like it, it takes out that like time of rushing to get to the end point or the end goal because I'm a firm believer that, and I've experienced it myself, like when we're rushing to do certain things, either day to day or for a goal I've set myself with my training, whatever it may be, it's when we're rushing to do those, we make poor decisions. And when we make poor decisions, we don't make the progress or we do the things that aren't, like, good for ourselves and our bodies and our, and our health and our well-being um, and, and ultimately our happiness. So, like, I like anything that is going to help encourage us to enjoy that, you, that word you said, journey, or enjoy the process and just not be rushing to an end point, mm. um, I think is massively beneficial for people if we can get our head around that as a concept. So let's let's talk about that as a concept for a moment. Again, we're, we're kind of getting right out there, so let's just continue. Um, <laughs> we're gone. You get, I'm going to find us. We'll be back next week. <laughs> so one way to one way to say it, and I, I really like this. Loving this, it, by the way. Well, I, I think this this is really true. It's you know when people talk about you know about purpose and achieving purpose or achieving some you know some level of enlightenment or whatever it is that they're here to you know you're here to achieve in this in this lifetime. So human beings, you know, it's like if there's if there's a light of source or there's a desk, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, which is what we're all trying to head towards, which is that you know that higher state of being, higher level of attainment. We're, you know, we're, we're like moths, and and we see that light and we look at it and we focus on it, but then instead of going straight to it, we tend to just buzz around it, round and round and round and round and round in circles. So you know, we could just fly straight towards it, and that would make life a lot easier. Now. And this is this is where we get caught up, and this is again, this is we get so wrapped up in our day to day, we get so wrapped up in our stresses, and and we get so wrapped up in what we sort of feel is just so real. And I guess if you if you take a step back and you look at the big picture, if you look at what we call the celestial view, so if you can step back, the celestial view is what is what astronauts experience when they go into space, and you look at the Earth, and it's just it's round and it's blue, and it's there's clouds and there's green, and it just looks beautiful. You don't see the day-to-day stresses. You just see the big picture. And it looks peaceful and yeah. calm. And so, yeah. if we can step back and kind of like remove ourselves from that level of that level of stress, and then just focus on the path, just focus on where we want to go. There's a really, really cool uh, drill exercise. Call it a study. You can call it whatever you like. But it was done by by some guys in, I believe it was in Scotland. Uh, a number of years ago, and they just it was talk, just looking at trying to get people to focus on on a path, just walk straight. How do you, how can you maintain a straight line? How do we maintain focus? Is that something that we can actually do? And they just got a bunch of school kids in a playground that was covered in snow uh, and there was a tree. And so they got these kids all at different points around the radius of a circle, all focusing on the tree and just said, you know, try and maintain a straight line. Just go to the tree from 
whatever the distance was. It was a, a maybe 50 metres, I can't remember. But essentially they got each kid to walk and nobody could hold a straight line. So kids are looking at their feet, kids are walking backwards, kids are trying to maintain a straight line but they're kind of going in, in these wavy patterns and, you know, nobody could hold a straight line except for one kid who just held a straight path. And when you looked at his tracks in the snow apparently, his path was just as straight as an arrow. It didn't waver once. And so when they asked that kid, how did you do it? He's like, well, I just looked at the tree. Like, why would I look anywhere else? I just look at the tree. That's where I want to go. And simple. it's so simple. Like just focus on the path. Just look ahead. Focus on, on, on where, where you believe, where you, believe you, need to, you want to go. So once you kind of know that purpose and you have an idea of, and it can just be a context. It doesn't have to be that you know exactly what the job is going to be or exactly mm. the effect you're going to have on the world. It may be just the emotion. It may be just the emotion of gratitude that you're going to experience when you're living your highest expression of life. It, it may be just happiness and fulfillment. What, whatever it is about that purpose that you, are, that you have a connection to, you just hold that, hold that in mind yeah. and, you, and you focus on that and you just continue with your actions and directing your energy and your attention into that connection that you have to that purpose and you just continue, just stay the course. And so it, it's, it's a really simple, it's a, I mean, it's a child's consciousness that's figured that out. It's, mm. it's, a, it's a really simple yeah. way to go. We just, as adults, we just overcomplicate things. You know, and, yeah, and we, we probably don't need stress to. about, we probably, if, I mean, I'll have done it. If like, oh, you know, I don't feel like, like Tim was saying, oh, I'm not quite sure exactly what my purpose is now. And, and then ultimately like stewing out, like basically stressing about not knowing what that, <laughs> that ultimate purpose is. And then it, you're not only not doing that you're you're adding an additional stress on which isn't isn't mm. helpful anyway i think i think it will resonate like everybody will mm. i i know when i'm doing stuff if you said to me like what do you enjoy doing the stuff that really sets me on fire like i can yeah. tell you what those things are i think the hard bit is it so if i drill that down and, and i can get down to what it is that i want to do in the world and what really kind of gets me in that that state where as you said everything is just resonating and i'm feeling amazing it's all the other stuff that comes around that that you kind of have to do as part of being a grown-up and to find mm. your path, which actually makes it more complicated and difficult because you get these distractions and your pressures and and actually somehow, we you're right, we get pulled away from doing what we love and what we know we're kind of like born to do by doing stuff that we don't want to do because we somehow feel like that is more pressing or more important or, or whatever it might be. I mean, it's I've got a stack of research papers on my desk that I would just love to sit down and read. And that brings me a lot of fulfillment and enjoyment and I'll do something with that information, but I get pulled away from it by other things that just kind of cloud up that day-to-day. -day I think society as well, like just like the norm, like the society, the norm, the whatever that we're currently in and experiencing, that dictates, unless we're really purposeful about what we're going to do, that dictates that dictates what we're, a load of those those sort of unconscious decisions that we'll make probably. Well, it's, um, it's, it's noise, isn't it? I'm sorry, Scott's yeah. about me and Jack are taking over now. But, yeah. um, Sit back, <laughs> have, have, have a rest, Scott. Here I'm we go. The <laughs> We're going to go wax lyrical here. Externally processing right now. <laughs> but, to, but to the point about the tree, though, like it's like trying to find your way to the tree in a blizzard with all the static noise that's, mm. that's going on. You know what the tree is. We just can't see it anymore. So you're kind of making your way towards it. But there's a load of other stuff which is kind of making that a bit more difficult. But I think I, I made a decision, mm. I think back to my career, um, 2012 after Paralympics I decided that I wanted to be properly full on specialising in Paralympic sport and I wanted to be part of the, the team that went to Rio 2016 and I had a contract at the time with, with a couple of guys and I sat down with them and I said look 
they weren't providing any, the, the, the work that I was doing for them wasn't involved in Paralympic sport. And I said to them, look, anything that I'm not doing, which is taking me closer to Rio 2016 is a distraction and I can't do it anymore. And I, I look back and go, that was actually quite a good decision because mm. it worked out, but I had to mm. cut off all the other stuff that was, was not moving me in the direction that I wanted to go. And it was the best decision that I could have made at that time because it, 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 it resulted in a massive career highlight for me. But it was... It would have been a stupid thing to say at the time because I was actually sacrificing work and, and income and actually moving away from a place of comfort to a place of discomfort where I had to go and find and build a new business effectively at that time. And it's a really it's a it's a, a really key thing to focus on because when you've had those moments and you were just you were getting you were connecting me with one of those moments that I had in my life. When you've had those moments and you've experienced them, a really a really mind bending thing to get your head around is a little concept is look at that moment, look at the decision you made and then question, did you make that decision or did you make that decision? Which level of mind made that? Was that, you know, I just woke up one day and I just made yeah. this big decision. Was that, did, was, did I consciously come up with that or did that, was that my subconscious did, or did something from the superconscious just come in and implant itself? All we experience is the conscious. And so if we're not paying attention to, you know, to those other levels of mind or the fact that there, that, that there could be other influences we just think, oh, I just came up with that on my own. And we're still living a level, at, at, on some level, we're still living unconscious. If we can get clear about the fact that, hang on, I, I've just received a level of intuition or I've just, something's come from deep within. There was a feeling, something, uh, I was presented with an option. I was presented with a choice that created a resonance deep within me somewhere. I don't know where, but something happened that made me just feel like, you know what, I need to be there. You know, and if you can then begin to pay attention to that, well, then, again, that's going to get clearer. Every single time that you can pay attention to those synchronicities, you're creating new neural connections to, the, to experiencing those level of synchronicities and understanding and transducing that information so you can understand it and make use of it in the future, which then just makes you intuitively more powerful. Um, so, I mean, I remember having that, that same experience myself. You know, it was before the, before the Sydney Olympics and I made a big decision. I was working in construction and, and I wanted to be a full-time athlete. I didn't, I knew I was a long shot to try and make the games, but I was doing well. And I thought, you know what? I, I just, I need to have no regrets, you know, in midlife or whenever it is, I just need to have no regrets, you know? So I need to quit work. That's not, that's just not going to work for me. I need to go full-time. I need to go overseas. I need to, I'm going to finish university full-time and I'm just going to travel and do my competitions um, and just give it my all. And it was just the most amazing, liberating feeling, just making that decision. And then going and living that life. And I remember at the time thinking, I just, I need to never, for the rest of my life, I need to never, ever be afraid to make the big decisions because that was amazing. You know, and it mm. was, and I think what you were talking about before, when you're talking about, you know, we get stuck in life, there's things that we want to do, but then I feel like, oh, I should, you know, I need to, there's just things that I need to take care of, but they're just, they seem important to me because I've got to fit in with society or there's these other chores and tasks that I kind of need to take care of. When we're talking about values and purpose, a huge thing that holds people back is when you subordinate yourself to other people's values, then you're minimizing yourself and you're creating resistance in your life and you're robbing yourself of that fulfillment that you would get from, from living a life that's congruent with your own highest values. So when I say that you're living, when you're subordinating yourself to other people's values, that's the kind of thing that you, when you do something that society expects you to do. And you just go ahead and you just do it because, you know, that's the norm. It's expected that I would, you know, I'd grow up and I would go to university and then I'd, you know, look and find a wife and settle down and get married. And, you know, if that's me and that, that truly 
feels like my right path, then fantastic. But if, if I'm a free spirit and I just need to be travelling but I go and commit to that life because society deems that that's kind of the right way to go, um, I'm going to be miserable, you know. If, if, yeah. if deep at the core of my being, if in my subconscious mind all of my beliefs are that I'm an entrepreneur and then I go to university and I get a job with an, with an accounting firm, I'm, I'm going to be absolutely miserable by the time I'm, you know, probably 25, let alone 40. Um, but, you know, and so living our life, so your parents, like we all have, we have this parental software that is, you know, that is very often unhelpful. We, we, we live our lives trying to satisfy our parents or trying to live to our parents' values and they, they might not be our own. And then again, we don't experience fulfilment and it's very difficult to connect with your own highest values, which then means it's difficult to connect with your own purpose when you're subordinating to the values of others. So it's a really key thing to look at when you look at why am I doing things Yes, you still, if you're going to, you know, evolve and, 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 you know, reach these higher levels of consciousness that we're kind of, you know, we're talking about before, and, you know, if you're paying attention to the superconscious mind, your life just goes into flow, you've still got to exist in society. You've still got to be able to come back and engage with people who aren't on that path, but there's no reason why you need to subordinate to their values and invest all of your, your energy into making other people feel more comfortable in their own lives. You know, you can just be the truth of who you are and you can just be the very highest expression of yourself and you can be a reference point for others. You can be a beacon that other people can, can, can literally look at and, and you know, take, a, take a sight on and think, well, okay, well, maybe I could achieve that, you know, rather than sort mm. of minimizing ourselves just to make other people feel, com- feel more comfortable. You know, live, live your own, live true to your own highest values, connect with your purpose and then be that highest expression and then other people can literally aim up to that. Yeah. Um, for the last, you've mentioned it there a couple of times, like, different levels of consciousness and this super consciousness so for, for the last little bit of the podcast if we can if we can just touch on that i know it's potentially it's, it's obviously like a massive part and we've, we've touched on elements of it already all the mm. way through but um and this may have been i was just thinking earlier this may have been my super consciousness coming to me the the analogy thing with a tree i think the thing you were looking for um was uh, you can't see the wood for the trees i don't know if you heard that one that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so this, that was my gag. You could see, you could see me scratching my head while I was trying to put that one together. But like unconscious, conscious, subconscious, superconscious. Like how? Where's where? Where, are we? where? How does that all? Yeah, where are we? Where? How does that all fit in? You've talked about you know that we've we've touched on them um, as we go through. But that superconsciousness. I'm reading a book, Radical Intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, that intuition linked to that sort of superconsciousness, and you mentioned before about like information being all around us. It's like linking into universe, God, however people want to describe that. Like, I don't know how how can you nutshell like superconsciousness, and, and how can we start to try and because um, one of the questions someone had asked that come on through Instagram was like, how can I sort of access that superconscious mind, and how can I like change some of my my beliefs to to help with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first thing is awareness. So first thing is you need to acknowledge that it's actually a thing. Acknowledge that you have a level of mind that, that is connected to all the information in the universe, that you have a level of mind that is there to try and guide you and, and help deliver you or help you find your purpose, help you find that highest expression of life. So it's there to keep you safe. It's there to keep you on track. And if you need information, it's, it's there to help you out with that. Now, if we just... Try and take a sight, like you said, let's just look at the overall picture. You have a conscious mind, which is what we're using to engage and have this conversation. That's about 5% of your total brain processing. 
you've got a subconscious mind, which is about 95% of your total brain processing. And in that, that's where you hold all of your subconscious beliefs. That's what writes all the programs. All those programs express all of your behaviors. They, they literally govern your choices, your biases, your preferences. They, like we've talked about before, they, uh, they, they govern your homeostatic balance and all of your autonomic function. So all of your ability to heal, all of that stuff's in your, in your subconscious. And if your subconscious is laden with limiting beliefs, then you'll experience a large amount of resistance in your life. And there's a huge number of people that experience that in all manner of all manner of different areas in their in their life could be with health that can be financial and with abundance it can be with relationships but wherever there's limitation you'll find resistance uh, and you'll just you'll struggle to find true fulfillment in that space so overturning those limiting beliefs is is a a huge and important thing for anyone to do when you say there's unconscious we can say that the subconscious mind is the unconscious mind that's one way of saying it. Another way of saying even in our conscious mind, we're kind of going unconscious. We're going unconscious really often. And that's when we're just running on automated programs. And the brain wants to do that because it wants to try and conserve energy. It wants to be as, as efficient in its energy usage as it possibly can. So wherever it can jump in and run an automated program, it will try, it will attempt to do that. So, you know, you can, you can do human flags pretty well. You've got You've got all manner of different programs in your in your mind. You've got that pretty hard word. It's probably not something you need to think about too hard anymore. Whereas when you were learning it, I'd imagine there'd be a huge amount of attention that would have been had to pay been paid yeah, to trying yeah, to totally. build that program. So, but <laughs> yeah. now you can probably do it with your eyes closed and just sort of you know. I've seen I've seen videos where you're looking walking up and down in the air and it looks really really impressive. And you know, for me to try and do that, obviously there's going to be a fair amount of work and I'm going to have to pay a huge amount of attention to it to build those programs. Well, now, I'm carrying a bit of holiday weight after Christmas as well. So it's not that <laughs> so easy. You're, you're walking down in the air rather than up. <laughs> um, so we're, the brain's always trying to go unconscious. So it's just trying to get us onto, I call it the autopilot. It's just trying to yeah. get you onto autopilot and run from those programs. So the more that we live in the present moment, that's kind of the first thing. So first thing, have that awareness. Next thing, be present. If you can be present and just be consciously checking in with, how do I feel in this moment? What do I, you know, there's, if, if I've done some, if I've just up-leveled the mind and there were things that previously stressed me, so let's say, so with the current health crisis, um, people wearing masks, that's a, that's a stressor for some people. So for some people wearing a mask causes them stress. For other people, walking out the street and seeing people not wearing masks causes them a stress. So masks are something that can, that causes stress. If I am one of those people that's experiencing some level of stress relating to masks, if I up-level the mind and transform a bunch of stress for myself, when I walk out on the street, that sensory information, that visual sensory information that I'm receiving when I see people wearing masks, all of a sudden I might feel non-attached and I just feel at peace. But the conscious mind will remember the habit and it will be looking at that situation and thinking, hang on, this is weird. Uh, there's, there's a program that's supposed to be running here. I, you know, I, I think I'm supposed to be experiencing stress. So... And if I'm not present, then even though my subconscious mind has transformed the stress and I'm now at peace, the conscious mind will look to try and run that habitual program because it knows that's easier. It knows there's going to be less energy expended by by the brain if it can just run the old program. But if I'm present, I can check in with it and and just take stop for a second. Actually, you know what? I think I'm okay. I'm actually at peace. Actually, I don't actually need to have a response here. I'm all right. Um, and then the other thing that we can do when we're accessing the superconscious, something that I'm advising people on these days, is once we've up-leveled the mind and people find themselves sometimes in that specific situation where there's a, 
a previously stressful situation, somewhere where they were previously triggered and they're no longer experiencing that stress, but they don't know what to do because we haven't had the opportunity yet to go and put in new programs about what their response is going to be. What you can do, and I love this as a concept, and I think it's really, really, it's really cool, is you can sit down and you can just build a context around your very best self. You can build a context around that very best version of yourself. So you might decide that that very best version of yourself exists five, five years from now, two years from now, 10 years from now. The time's not actually that important. But if you can get a picture in your mind of what that, of what that Jacko looks like, or you can get a picture of what, what are the things that he says, you know, what are, what, what are the words that's coming out of his mouth? What are other people hearing? So, and I'm visualizing other people hearing the words that that very best version of self is saying, these, these enlightening comments that he's dazzling people with. That I'm, I'm seeing their, their stunned <laughs> faces. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm seeing their stunned faces as he's, as he's saying those things. And what I'm doing is I'm just building a context to that level of mind. And, I, and I, can, I can look at the things that people are, other people are hearing. I can look at the things that other people are saying about that very best level of self. I can look at the things that, so what, is, what does he see? What does he hear? All of those things. And what does he feel? What are the emotions that he's feeling? And then where in the body does he feel that? So we can build a context around that person or that higher level of mind. And then the thing with time is time is fluid. And then just because, because of the observer effect and just because of quantum mechanics, just by you placing your attention on that quantum possibility, you've just begun to collapse that into material reality. You've just, be, you've just mm -hmm. taken a step closer to being that higher level of self. So that guy now exists. He's on his way to manifesting himself at some point in the future. So if he exists... I'm thinking about it as like training. Is that like... You could think of it, you could look at it as a visualization exercise. Yeah. You can look at it as an, as an emotional context exercise. You can look at it as a manifestation exercise. I don't really mind how you want to yeah. classify it. But, but essentially, you can create a connection to that level of mind. And so when you find yourself in your present day in, in a previously stressful situation, you're now at peace because you've done some up-leveling and you're just feeling calm. And you're thinking, hang on, I think I need a response here, but I really don't know what to do. Actually, you know what? what would future best, best self do? What would my very best self do? And I've mm. already got a context. I've already got, a, yeah. I've already got a connection to that guy. So I just look at him. Well, what would he do? Actually, you know what? He, he looks like he'd walk over and hug that person because he's, he's going to give peace and calm to that other person and he knows he's capable of that. Or he's just going to go to the, you know, he's just not going to absorb the stress that those other people have. He's just going to go to the park and sit down with his feet in the grass and read a book. Whatever it is, mm. you know, that, that higher level of mind will have a response it, and you can yeah. you don't need to judge it. You can just go with it. It'll be it okay. will one hundred percent. It'll be a better response than what you're coming up with from your current level of mind. Um, and you're creating that. And it's a it's a wonderful way to just continue to up level from from a higher level of mind. I'm going to actively make a commitment to doing some up leveling of that. That really strikes a chord with me. Yeah, it's really simple. Yeah. And you just spend spend five ten minutes just getting a picture, just building a context around that that higher level self. And when you have you know, just a simple context, a picture in your mind or a feeling, you know, a kinesthetic feeling that you can feel or you can or you believe you can just hear the words that he's saying, then you have a connection that you can access You can access at a moment's notice and then you can use that in real time. You can just jump to it whenever you like. And it's like, I've got a connection. Cool. What would he say? What would he do? What would his action be? Okay. First thing that comes to mind. The conscious mind is actually really good at making those connections via, via emotions across time. 
Well, that also links, it strikes you really well into purpose, doesn't it? If you know mm. the person that you want to be and then what your purpose is, you can then start to, it actually almost feels like that connects the, the two dots a little yeah. bit. If it's that's your, that's where you are now and that's the tree. And it's those two things that actually, the, the path is a little bit more laid out for you. Yeah, completely. You're just, that's your, your, neurologically speaking, is that you're stacking stimuli on top of, on, on top of each other. And, mm. uh, and so you're increasing or you're building more of a context around it, which is just going to make it easier to find and easier to connect with again in the future. Yeah. Scott, that's been amazing. Thanks so much again. It's um, yeah, I, I, I think I, I feel like there's plenty of homework for people to do with this. And, and one thing I'm just going to encourage you to do, or not you personally, but other people listening to do, Got is that it's, it's like reading books. You can just accumulate books that you've read without actually having to implement any of it. And I think we, we do a lot of that with content these days. We are big consumers, but maybe not so good at processing. So I would just encourage anybody to just sit down get a pen and paper out, whatever it might be, go and put your feet in the grass and, and just put some thoughts down and just start this process and, and just know that having tried to do a little bit more recently over Christmas, particularly on, on a couple of things, it's not a, it's not a half an hour job that you're just going to tick off and go, right, well, it might be, you might be pretty close to it, but for most people, <laughs> it, it takes a little bit of thought and reflection. So thank you so much for sharing that wisdom and, um, yeah, and, and spending the, the time with us. No, it's been an absolute pleasure. And look, as I said, once you guys got started waxing lyrical, I, you know, I, I felt like I was benefiting sitting on the you know in, on the therapist couch just having a little listen but that was fantastic guys i really appreciate um getting to share some time with you guys and yeah really appreciate you having me back and you did well to make it a calisthenics podcast because you did mention the human flag and jack <laughs> so we're, we're all right we're staying within our lane <laughs> first base covered uh, scott um, yeah just reiterate tip what tim said like thanks so much for, for your time uh, for such valuable time and um i encourage people to probably listen to this a second time and just see how like as tim said like we went around a bit and then come back and it actually links back into purpose like i think if you listen to that a second time and just see how it is all integrated and links in together but um i guess from you if people like start is is the starting point where we started with that purpose and then people can just sort of explore it from there is that where you'd recommend if someone's going right i'm gonna like i said i'm gonna make a bit of a commitment now like i'm gonna i'm gonna action some of this if, if other people are like yep i'm gonna action some of this too they get their notepad out and it's like start with start with purpose is that just to to get people yeah, going you can, you can start with those tools that we talked about so you can start with looking at the you know going back to the inner child connecting from that level and just trying to understand the feelings and and looking at some of the looking at the child's language around what you thought you wanted to do when you're a little kid you can go yeah. to those the, the the values and determine what your values are, which then tells you where you're effortlessly gravitating towards already, which gives you an idea of your purpose. But I would say, if you've listened this far, then you have my gratitude. I'm really I'm really appreciative that you've <laughs> you've listened all the way through. But if you've listened all the way through, and there's some things that you may have felt were just a little bit beyond you, or, or you know, just gone a little bit over your head. What I would say is then go into the process, do the things that we talked about, where you're just beginning to place your attention on your values, place your attention on your mm. life, place your attention on that higher level of mind that you're going to try and connect with. So just some of the little takeaways, place your attention there, as we've said before, where your attention goes, your energy flows and your neural connection grows. So mm. once you've done that and you, your, your awareness begins to expand, come back to this episode, bookmark it and come back in six months' time, come back in 12 months' time and just, re, just revisit and I, I would guarantee you that you'll get a whole new level of benefit out of it. There'll just be a whole new level of understanding that you'll, that you'll come back and go like, oh, I get it. Wow. And I, I have that all the time with material that I looked at a year ago, two years ago. I come back and revisit it 
and it's like reading it's you know i've still got the information that i took out of it the first time but it's like i'm understanding it on a whole other level sort of reading between yeah, the lines yeah. and and yeah. i think if if there've been a few if you if some of the concepts that we've talked about here today have been the first time that they've come into your awareness well that's wonderful it's going to shift some things and that's fantastic and you can just sit with that just allow that to be but then as your awareness expands further and your understanding and you move deeper into understanding at some point whenever just whenever it takes your awareness just come back and revisit just revisit the episode and just see what you get out of it because i would near guarantee that there'll be a whole other level of benefit that you'll be able to obtain Say say that phrase again. It was where your attention goes, energy flows, and yeah. So where you, where you again. place your attention is where your energy is where you you direct your energy. So where your attention where where your attention goes, your energy flows, and neural connection grows. Nice, very like nice. Mm. Uh, and Scott, so there'll be. Oh, sorry. I was, was, was going to say which which, and let's bring it back to the calisthenic, school of calisthenics um, podcast. Uh, when you're moving, when you're learning new skills. That's exactly yeah. what you're doing. Learning new skills, you have to really pay attention. You can't, anyone that you take for a human flag class, like day one, they can't come in and just be thinking about, you know, work and life stresses yeah. and everything. They're going to fall straight off the pole. So you have to place your attention on it. And where you do that, then your energy goes. You're directing strength and your strength output into that movement. And then as you're doing that and concentrating so hard, you are literally creating new neural connections around that level of function that, and that new movement. So it works yeah. definitely 100% works in movement, uh, but it works in all yeah. areas of your life. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, love it. And it's one of the great things about training is like it forces you to do, to, to place that awareness. It's like, it makes you do it. Um, it's one of the things that, that we, that we love. Um, people will, there'll be, you know, I've enjoyed this one even more than the first episode to be fair and I'm sure there'll be a lot of people out there that will be the same but they may also have probably questions or they want to look at some more of your stuff I didn't get to ask you about the, the ancestry DNA but there's been a post up on your Instagram about I'll, I'll that I'll see, see you on round three for that one <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that round three but, um, but where, can people, where can people find um, Scott Robinson the brain guy so the brain guy the dot brain dot guy on Instagram and Facebook or the brain guy dot co for a, for a website and yeah, if you if you've got some questions, um, shoot me an email or you know shoot me a direct message on on social. Happy to happy to chat and answer a couple of questions. Um, but there's there's plenty of content there to try and chew your way through uh, and hopefully expand awareness. There's there's hopefully a few mind expanding posts on my page that you can you can yeah, get through. Um, but yeah, more, more than happy to chat if people have got a few questions here or there. Yeah, so go yeah go check out the website. Check out instagram if that's where you like to or if you like to hang out on facebook check out that as well we've got we'll put the links in the show notes um for all of those and we'll put links for show notes for part one and a couple of the bits that you mentioned um there was dr uh, dr d martini d martini yeah, we'll put that Do- link dr in. dr d martini or dr john d martini.com all right let's take a little chance on you scott we're going to try and sign it off and as soon as it's your second round then you should remember it wasn't the that first round ago. what you've got to say normally people get a little bit of an inside tip but we're going to go for it and we'll see what happens so you get the pleasure of signing the podcast off as you did last time um so until next week okay class dismissed so thank you so much again for listening we don't take it lightly that you uh, give up probably an hour of your time to listen to these podcasts and so we really do appreciate that we hope you got a load of value out of it guys and we would if you did we would love you to do a couple of things for us one of them is tell other people and share it if you thought that we were adding some value and also if you want to pop over to iTunes or wherever you're listening to this and give us a five star review we like five stars four stars not as good 
keep it five are the best five of your best stars please <laughs> and if you would like to find out more about the school of calisthenics and see the best of everything that we have got head over to our virtual classroom you can access it from the website at schoolofcalisthenics.com and that is where we have got literally possibly the best calisthenics resource available anywhere in the world it's definitely the best one we've done and on that note until next week class dismissed <laughs> <laughs>